Welcome to the Gleeful Podcast with Josh, Jen, and Edge. You can find us online at Gleeful Podcast on the Twitter at Gleeful Podcast. I'm at Josh for now. She's a Jenny B. Creative. He's at Edge Giordano. This is our second show, and I forgot to say that on the last one. I wasn't going to point out your <laughs> yeah, mistake. We, <laughs> we knew. We just let it go because um, we, we love you. We, See, that's we, we just rolled with it, though. Yeah, that's we're amazing. professionals. You guys are awesome. You guys are so awesome. We're givers. Um, so... <laughs> Welcome back to the Gleeful Podcast. I say back because we are recording uh, what you will have heard last week. Um, we are recording our uh, just in sequence. So if you're like, gosh, they sound kind of uh, drunk and tired, that's because <laughs> it's our second podcast. And, and uh, we do and shots. No, I Wouldn't that be awesome? We should do that podcast <laughs> where it's like each time I, I play a new song, we do a shot. Or each time, like each time we do the actual Glee drinking game while doing oh. or we do the gleeful podcast drinking game while uh, performing the gleeful, performing the gleeful podcast exactly which will be funny because the most drinks you would do in the gleeful podcast drinking game now that we don't live across the street oh. from a uh, from a fire station it used to be the fire station every time the fire truck would go by you'd have to drink but we don't have that anymore uh and so what it would be, what it is usually now is when jen rolls her eyes at josh you have to do a drink, right? Oh, I think it's like two. And the more I drink, the more my Gen- eyes will. Roll. Jennifer would. I would do things that would cause Jennifer to uh, roll her eyes at me, which would be amazing uh, for everyone participating in the podcast drinking game. But we are back to discuss the previously unaired Christmas episode, uh, and this was a bit of a wacky one. Uh, it is called the previously unaired Christmas because apparently, according to Jane Lynch, who does an introduction at the beginning of the episode, while putting coal in the stockings of actresses that beat her for awards. That's what I think <laughs> we figured it out. Because yeah. Merritt Weaver beat her for like one best supporting actress last year. She just won this Past, yeah. Edie Falco would have definitely won. She won Emmys, yes. at some point. Uh, Melissa times. McCarthy. So I think this mm-hmm. is just all actresses that win awards that Jane Lynch did not. And Meryl <laughs> Streep just because? Just because. Yeah. Just Meryl Streep. Uh, so that was hilarious. But so as Jane Lynch in the introduction to this episode tells us, this episode was actually filmed last year, but was not run because it was offensive or something like this. Now, essentially what it is, is they wanted to do a Christmas episode, but within the timeline of the show that we're currently watching. Which is spring in McKinley. It's spring. And they couldn't do Christmas, and it isn't Christmas time. And I will say, off the top, I thought this was kind of awesome. I thought the setup of how we want to do a Christmas episode, but we can't. So we're going to do this weird kind of, you know, they didn't just do a Christmas episode and just screw with the timeline. They didn't 
do a flashback and be like, six months ago, something happened that we didn't tell you about, or some cheesy flashback. I loved the setup, and this totally worked for me. Uh, Jennifer, what'd you think? Okay, so I like the setup. I think it was a really clever way for them to fit uh, a Christmas episode into season five where chronologically, yes, it does not belong. Mm -hmm. However, I don't feel that they did enough to, like, I don't feel like they showed enough insight behind the scenes stuff. And, you know, as we're talking through it, maybe there'll be something that I missed. But I don't feel like, first of all, that the, the people have shown any growth or, you know, major development <laughs> from, you know, what would be okay in their timeline. You know, we're still only talking about like four months ago. So you're saying essentially the big issue is that this fit too well into this Into season. this current season that I'm <laughs> not, uh, that I kept getting confused. I kept having to remind myself, plus watching the other ones back to back, you know, watching this back to back with. And that Santana was in New York, which she we know Ta- she's in New York. She's in Min- and it's like, oh, wow, the big revelation. We see the, the, the two minute conversation they actually have about her abandoning her scholarship and all of the, the money that her mother saved and worked hard for her so she could go to college in Louisville. Mm-hmm. and um, her decision to, okay, yeah, I guess I will live in New York. But most importantly, if we got anything from the flashback nature of this episode, the most important thing is that Santana told us where they get all the the, uh, the yeah, JetBlue vouchers. Oh, That's my God, the, the dog thing. is on yeah. the run. Just saw him jump. <laughs> Travis just ran by. Yeah. Um, Travis, Travis is uh, photobombing you. <laughs> and Ed, what did you think of uh, what did you think of this episode? And or what did you think of the flashback nature of the episode and how they handled that? And the episode uh, well, in general. I kind of I kind of teased at this last episode, but it kind of did them a service. Like I was like, like they could get to a point in Glee and they could just like kind of explain things that they were like didn't explain. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh yeah, JetBlue vouchers. They they're running a special five for one. We're yeah, gonna find out like, that Santana's mother works for JetBlue, like she's the president of JetBlue. But it's like that is such a little thing. It's like it's something that we're gonna make fun of regardless because there's so much implausibility in the show. I just wish that you know they gave us something really significant and concrete, like maybe. This is when they needed to like, and I and I really have to kind of struggle with when this would have fit in there. But you know, maybe we, um, you know, like what was going on with Brody at the time? Like now that you mentioned him last episode, Ed, because I oh really, Brody, like I really yeah, forgot. what was Brody? And it's like I guess the bigger. There's so many things about this episode that I was just like, so much potential, but yeah. I just feel like it didn't do anything. Sorry. I'm. I'm- I don't know if I'm proud or how I feel about it, but they could have easily drowned us in Corey Monteith sadness, and they chose not to, for better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think you have a good point, Jennifer. I I mean, for me, I liked that they didn't, that it wasn't so self-referential that it did kind of fit. I mean, it did fit into the timeline. It it could have played. The only big differences were that Kurt, Kurt and Blaine are both single, though I don't think Blaine had a single line in this episode um but kurt is single uh and that santana doesn't live in new york but she's just visiting mm-hmm. um oh and that jarley are still together in this episode yeah they're but, still together and kitty is on the fence about being a good person but i mean that's i would just say like within the timeline of glee the only essential fact that really could have taken this out of just being a christmas episode is that kurt was single 
and yeah. that yeah. Santana was visiting as opposed to living there um, and that this is kind of the impetus of her moving. Um, I, I guess, yeah, for me, it kind of worked. Like, mm-hmm. to me, they kind of got to have their cake and eat it too. I understand. And, and that's what that's what, what the setup was for. Um, but yeah, as an episode as a whole, as a Christmas episode, I enjoyed it. Again, it's kind of like when we were talking about Puppet Master a week ago. Uh, is that it's, it's it it's irreverent and it's mm-hmm. back to that kind of glee doesn't give a crap and it was kind of another filler episode which is well it was totally another filler episode which admittedly is a little annoying um, but as far as Christmas episodes go I liked it better than the last one uh, it's better than when Artie got magical legs under the tree. Um, this works for me. I, I thought it was entertaining and irreverent yeah. and weird. And, and that's, that's all I really, you know, I want kind of Glee to do right now is just get back to some of that not giving a crap. Yeah. And, and so for me, this worked, Jennifer. Yeah. I mean, there, there are some really fun things. I mean, actually one of my favorite performances came out of this, this episode and there were some fun things and yeah, there was, it was edgy again. It was irreverent. It wasn't trying to be, um, too after school special. It was just being fun and entertaining. And I get that, but it was just like the whole the whole like okay where is my brain supposed to be right now and <laughs> yeah like i think if they had put more stuff I- to kind of anchor it into that time frame for the other characters as well it may have helped but it's it's fine yeah i mean it's possibly they could have stood to have at least one more more concrete like this is where we were i mean i think you do point out the biggest issue is that they're pretty much in exactly the same place that they were a yeah. year ago. But but it wasn't a year ago for them. It's a year ago for us. Yeah, but, but we, it's still a year ago for us. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. Like in our, our perception of the characters. Yes. But anyway, Ed, the previously unaired Christmas, what did you think? I thought it was solid. It was, uh, it, as I said with Puppet Master, it just, they didn't, they don't give a crap to play by our rules. And it like, you know, it works. Like it's like their goal should be to make this as entertaining as possible up through till the end of season six. And I was entertained watching the episode. So yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was good that they had a chance, sort of, to like throw in some like throwaway lines about kind of explaining why things are the way they ended up that were kind of just glossed over before. I'm not to say they weren't really glossed over again here, but at least we like we can hold on <laughs> to something. We're like, oh, Santana, Jeff Blue vouchers, duh. So, so. I mean, it, I have to admit, our podcast is going to get really boring if this is like I think the third episode in a row where we all agreed about the episode. Um, oh, so we can put so me one in of us is going to have to get angry. All right, I'll get angry. Okay, you get angry on us and and talk about how much crap it was. Uh, but uh, but let's start. Why, why is it a bad thing? Why is it a bad? No, he, he's he's bad kidding. Thing. He doesn't want us to end up with the Marley syndrome. We're just if we're too nice and agreeing, <laughs> we'll become boring. Then you end up dating Jake and and doing something. You know, yeah, oh, I would. Uh, I mean, Jake isn't my first choice, but I would date him. Who is your first choice, Ed? <laughs> Who is your first choice? Adam Lambert? Is Adam! A- Does he he Am doesn't count, to- though. He's not, he's not I'd go Sam. cast. Sam. Sam. 
I'm well. I think he broke up with his Damn Finnish sweetie. boyfriend, Adam Lambert, in real life. So oh. I, I am available, He's Adam. Finished <laughs> with the Finnish. Now, yeah, he he was dating one of the uh, winners of Finland's Big Brother for a wow. while. Oh, if it was Finland's Idol, that would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been funny. That would be awesome if Adam Lambert dated a winner of American Idol. <laughs> <laughs> Or if he, who was the the the, second, the runner up, <laughs> the very first original winner that came out. Uh, oh, Will Young! I love Will Young. Yeah, yeah, Will yeah, Young's great. Um, uh, Jennifer, they're very cute together. Um, Jennifer, uh, uh, Sam, do you prefer short-haired Sam, Bieber-haired Sam, or full-on-haired Sam? Bieber hair. Full-on hair. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, you want you like current Sam. I like current Sam. You like this I am a Sam. fan of current Sam. I'm not a fan of Sam Jolina Jolie. I'm like, <laughs> do that was better. a great line. I'm like, how did it take them so long to get that out? So what we've established is Jennifer's Chris, Jennifer's Christmas wish is Sam. <laughs> Ed's Christmas wish is Adam Lambert. My and Josh's Christmas wish, I don't know. See, so yeah, there's no win for me. Because no. There's no way for me to get out of this without getting a dirty look. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's Matthew Moore. No, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So let's, like, no, seriously. Who's the hottest girl right now? Who's the hottest girl on Glee at the moment? Yeah. I mean, Santana's still there. Yeah, Santana's still. I mean, Santana's super hot, but I'm sorry. Naya Rivera's super hot, but like. She used to eat food, and now she doesn't eat food. And like every time I open up the internet, she's with that douchey boyfriend. Fiance um, takes the fun out of it. Uh, yeah, I don't. Anyhow, know. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, like Melissa Benoist is probably the most like aesthetically pleasing on the show. But I. But it's Marley. But it's Marley. <laughs> like, how can you be attracted <laughs> to Marley? <laughs> Okay. So you guys get off much better. I will say Glee has always suited its female viewers better. Kitty, Kitty, she yeah, would Kitty, eat Kitty. me Kitty alive. Has claws. Yeah, I would not survive that. Kitty has claws. <laughs> there's no, there's no universe in which that's a good idea for someone as sensitive. I mean, as me. I mean, what? Well, are we discounting? Are we discounting Tina? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I like Tina. I mean, honestly, like in years past, it would have been Leah Michelle. Like, I find Leah Michelle to be stunning and incredibly. Uh, incredibly talented but since she stopped eating food she just looks different she's not as she's you know it is what it is I'm going Jayma Mays that's what I'm gonna have to do go in the eyes and go old school see if Diana Agron was still on the show Diana Agron will always be the prettiest woman have you 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 seen that she's gonna be on the 100th episode I did so this is this is big glee news that we could discuss before we get into the plot wow yeah so the 100th episode uh, they've Essentially, a lot of the old school people are coming back. Amber's coming back, Mark, uh, and they did get Diana Agron, um, Mike Chang. Now the is question is: back. Is that season one other football player going to make it? No. Oh, the other guy who a... didn't have lines was it? He was his character was Mark, wasn't it? Wasn't that his character name? He Matt. should. He, Matt. They should. He deserves they a paycheck. Matt and Mike. He deserves a paycheck. <laughs> And he, even if he says zero lines, he should be there in the background. All he ever said was zero lines. <laughs> oh, my God. He should be in the background. And he should be arm in arm with Nick Brace Girl. Oh, that'd be or, amazing. <laughs> or, or alternatively, he needs to be like the leader of um, vocal thrust or whatever. That, <laughs> Aural like, intensity. I, 
vocal I adrenaline. Left you guys, and now I'm the star of this. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. I love that idea. Um, but yes, uh, Kristen Chenoweth is coming back as well as uh, Heather Morris is going to come oh, back. Okay. I, uh, no mention of Adina. I think she's busy. Um, but uh, getting a divorce. No, uh, is but, she? Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, but yeah, Sorry. so a lot of people are coming back for the hundred episode and that'll be really fun to see kind of an old, uh, I, 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 haven't, I haven't looked at the song selection, but I know they are letting fans vote for songs yes. in some capacity. Yeah. So what they did was they put up, I guess, all the songs and then I think they're doing like, um, uh, it, it, there was like a cut and now they've, they've narrowed it down to a certain number of songs. Um, and they're letting people vote on all the all the songs. And then I heard a rumor that there was some drama because when they made the cut of what songs uh, people could vote on, uh, they all of the originals were included, and people were like, well, "We don't really want to vote on those." But I <laughs> so. Could, I could be wrong, but I heard that somewhere. Um, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean by or- the originals? All the original, like, uh, all the you know when Glee did original songs, you know, the Misfits. Oh, okay. And uh, and you know racial songs. So, uh, well, I mean, well, Get Right is a good song. Yeah, but they Get did right like ten it. that weren't good. There was yeah, also the one well, that Sunshine did, which was not good. I did, did the Living Years. From that cover, like the Mike and the Mechanics, did that make? The I, I don't know. Well, I'll I'll look it up no, while we listen just, to the first song. While I'm we get joking. into the plot of the episode, <laughs> let's let's go to. We're going to go to New York, and in order to do that, we're going to uh, take a listen to "Here Comes Santa Claus," uh, and here is a bit of "Here Comes Santa Claus" as performed by Chris and Leah. Naya, that's an adorable picture. Is that Miles? Yeah. Uh, here on the Gleeful Podcast. Vixen and Blitzen and all his reindeer are pulling on the reins. There's a ringing children singing, all is merry and bright. Hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Uh, so that was Santa Claus, or Here Comes Santa Claus, sorry, not Santa Claus Comes Tonight. That was Here Comes Santa Claus. And uh, this all came up because the kid, the New York gang, uh, we have Santana visiting. She does not live there. This is a year ago for us, six months ago for them. She doesn't live there yet. And uh, so she has come to visit, and they are all working as elves. This is funny because it's also the plot of Modern Family's Christmas episode this year. But so oh. they're all working as L's. MC Ganey, if you listen, if you watch Lost, he was friendly, uh, plays Santa in this scene, the drunken Santa. 
And in order to distract the children, they have to sing this fantastic song. And uh, I actually really like this. I liked the arrangement. I liked that it was kind of a jazzy arrangement. Um, the Attitude Piano at the beginning. I thought this was a cool version of Here Comes Santa Claus. My only complaint was the Little People Dancers. That seemed... I, 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 I'm a little insulted every time they hire a little person and dress them up as an elf. Kind of creeps me out. I, find I mean, mean, they have the choice to not take the job, right? That's my That's thought. true. I agree with you. But it's just... It's not. It's not cool. What if this is what they want to do? What if like <laughs> this is their okay. dream? My <laughs> dream as a little person is to dress up as an elf every year and be in a dance number with Leah Michelle. I, I I just I don't know. It doesn't. So you guys totally disagree with me, Jennifer. I I feel that as actors or as um, people in the workforce, they yes they have a choice and I. I yeah, I, I I don't I don't see it as exploitative, but or offensive. I think it's I think you have a choice, and that's a decision they're making. As far as I know, they're working. I mean, for pay so, and not against so, their will. Like, oh, like there's so many disadvantages in the world, and like this is one in one aspect that in acting they have an advantage. Like, I mean, the the tall guy at Disneyland wears the goofy outfit. <laughs> is that taking advantage? Touche. That it's is true. Playing to your strengths. <laughs> um, well, I did find an article online about the Glee voting, so we can put that to bed because the listeners that are losing their minds. Uh, this is from TVLine.com. It says, time to put your voting caps on, Gleeks. Glee is celebrating its milestone 100th episode in March, and it's letting you choose the songs involved. But that's not all the songs. The tunes up for the picking are comprised of 30 musical numbers performed on the Fox Smash over the past five seasons, including such classics as Don't Stop Believin' and Sweet Caroline, not a classic, and even the more recent Roar, specifically not a classic the top 10 fan chosen songs will then be remixed and performed by the current new directions in the landmark installment which will center on mckinley high's latest batch of seniors as they reminisce about remarkable moments and inch toward graduation voting begins voting began on november 27th and ran through december 3rd (laughs) so it is over (laughs) this yeah. Well, they need they need to know what songs that they had, so they knew what to what they're working with. They did so. not advertise that very well, apparently. So <laughs> when I is this episode airing? Uh, Glee's 100th episode airs Tuesday, March 18th. So that's exciting. Uh, but yes. So, so are they going to be like you know you know more about timelines than me? So they're going to be filming this in late January, beginning of February, correct? Probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll probably be the first thing they film coming back from Vic Christmas vacation. Um, but yeah, so so we'll see how that turns out. But we're still in New York and we're still with the kids who are dressed up as elves and uh, doing a thing. I, I dug this storyline. Eventually, the the uh, Santa becomes a problem and they have to bring in sexy Santa and sexy Santa Gets a little naughty. No, before that, there was sexy Mrs. Claus. Yes. Sexy Mrs. Claus with Santana. That Very was a funny moment. straightforward. Yes. Little too honest. Little too open with the kids. <laughs> sexy Santana. And when she comes out to do her sexy Mrs. Claus, there's that one guy in the audience that's way too happy. Yeah. Oh, Santana Claus. That's cute. Oh, nicely done. So Santana Claus comes oh. out. And... Uh, 
so when Santana Claus comes out and he's totally overacting, like this one guy, the one dad in the audience that somebody said, like, I'll sit on your lap, which also is a joke in the Christmas episode of Modern Family this season. Uh, but it's it, he definitely went over the top. Um, but yeah, it's, it was it was fun. I enjoyed this episode or I enjoyed this plot line. I did like the sexy Santa. And uh, the whole, you know, kind of getting Kurt to come out of his shell a little bit. And then it becomes a problem for Kurt to come out of his shell a little bit. Jennifer, what did you think of Sexy Santa? The storyline or the actor? Either or. I thought it was okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, Both were just okay. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was still kind of just, you know, wrapping my head around this whole, you know, not a flashback, flashback type of thing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just so transparent from the very beginning. It's like, oh my goodness, we're standing here in the middle of the mall. We need a Santa. And a half-dressed guy walks up and he's like, yeah, I'll be your Santa Claus. Let me come to your house. Yeah, we should talk and about we'll it over work it dinner. Out there. I can fix it today, but to fix it tomorrow, I got to talk about it I over really, dinner. you know, to make sure I'm bringing in the right people, you know, in my crew. <laughs> it's just, it was just so transparent and I just wasn't looking forward to seeing that play out but but it did and i thought it was okay so you knew like the second he showed up that he was bad news it just didn't make sense that this guy is walking around you know like that and 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 and, you know i like i suspected something was wrong right away (laughs) because he dressed up like that although you know you know we were at the um that was it the 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 beverly hills mall there beverly center and they They have sexy santa claus so i mean these guys do exist and um but he had a but the beverly hills one had a nice furry vest on but okay so the sexy santa you know i was suspicious when he showed up but the second that he said well um yeah let's let's get to know each other i'll come to your house i was like oh wait we're done (laughs) <laughs> it just it just like that's unnecessary yeah get up we, here, we could have this conversation here going. yeah let's go let's go to the cinnabon talk it out over the cinnabon uh, everything's yeah, good cinnabon. over cinnabon there, the the peak the pecan cinnabon is legitness oh i haven't heard <laughs> i was just i've always been a classic classic girl classic cinnabon yeah or cinestix <laughs> haven't tried them yeah. Now, oh God. now, Ed, what did Sorry. you think of Sexy Santa? Did you know he was bad news from the moment he showed up? I did not know he was trouble when he walked in. I must admit, although I maybe I should trouble. have. Now, the signs were there. I was lying on the but I ground. did not. I didn't read the signs properly. I'm not. I, my tea leaves are off today, or when I was watching it, <laughs> Ed. And um, I don't know. It, I was like, okay, well, that's nice of the, them to invite him over. I guess. It was kind of funny. He brought hot breaded rum. Does anyone know the recipe for that? Because that sounds like heaven. I will find it. All right, listeners, if you have an awesome recipe for hot buttered rum, make that happen. I think it like involves melting uh, butter and um, nutmeg and cinnamon and stuff. I think I may have done something like that before. Mm, Interesting. And the rum, maybe. Yeah, and the rum. The rum is of course rum. I bought Kraken rum when I made it. Like two years ago, and I don't know. You put crack in your rum? Ed, do we have to no, talk? Crack in, no, crack in rum. It's a brand. Oh, the, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a type of rum. I thought you, 
It's a type of <laughs> now definitely the most the most I knew he was trouble as I I honestly kind of thought it could go either way I kind of thought this is the way the plot line would have gone if I had written it which is why I don't work for Glee is that they would have thought he was trouble and then it would have turned out that he was like the true meaning of Christmas. Like they would have been really concerned about having him around. And then it would have turned out that he really was just a really sweet guy that loved Christmas and just really cared. And loved his abs. And loved his abs and wanted to share because you know what? Some things are too good to keep to yourself. Um, And so he was just, I, I thought that would have been interesting. So when he did go, when it became obvious that this was bad news to me, it was when he brought out the helium <laughs> as soon as oh my God, younger listeners. I know we have a few of you. When a gentleman brings out helium, <laughs> you know, he he's not up. to be trusted. <laughs> and he's still half dressed. <laughs> but well, he, that thought, made him the spirit the of Christmas. Was just be, I, when he brought the helium, I was like, Oh, this is how they'll finally get the chipmunk song in. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's I thought, that was true too i knew they were gonna do the chipmunk song as soon as they brought out the helium which was fun i mean hey it's that's such like a christmas song to a lot of people like it's not christmas without the chipmunk song so you know that was like their first song wasn't it i think that was the first song that the chipmunks like that really created the chipmunks was that song did i tell you i i had chipmunk punk on vinyl chipmunk punk i used to have that on a cassette there you go all right, glad you didn't laugh at me or Marriage make me <laughs> made for each other. Um, and so he did. Oh, there's Travis trying to be on the show. Uh, so yeah, he did yeah. end up. <laughs> he did end up being Travis. a very bad Santa. Naughty, and the next morning, Santa. they find poor Kurt hogtied. Seriously, and taking all the gifts. Now the gifts were half of the money, half the money that. Um, uh, Santana got from her mother so that she could not go to college and go to New York. She ended up spending on gifts and he took all of the gifts. And uh, and that's, I guess, why but apparently Santana not the Jet Blue is still broke. Yeah, but not the Jet Blue vouchers. A very good point. Well, he's like, this is useless. I don't need them. Yeah, I'm not I'm going anywhere. in New York. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mentioned this to Jennifer. I thought this was going to end up being another hookup res- or recipe another hookup episode <laughs> i saw it in typo just put recipe. emerald's recipe yes. for hot buttered rum and I i'm like brought it up too and at the same time <laughs> um i thought this was going to be another hookup episode and it was going to be the santana and rachel hookup episode yeah which, no that's coming that's outside coming. of slash fiction on the internet uh has not actually been on the show yet um, um that- uh rachel has alluded to this in real life she's like something really big between me and naya rivera's character is coming i'm like really? okay well hmm. thank you for telling us rachel i guess <laughs> you mean leah <laughs> well <not for> <laughs> okay hard to tell apart. well rachel if rachel hard. and naya are hooking up there's <laughs> it's gonna be even harder for me to that would be big news. Stop. Wrap my head around. <laughs> that would be big news. Oh, God. If they were hooking up in real life, that'd be significantly bigger news than them hooking up on the show. That would burn down the internet. I swear to God. Um, so th- the one thing to say before we leave this plot line is that at the end of it, my favorite moment was when they were all sitting around and Kurt said, promise me you won't tell anyone about this. He says to Santana, promise me you'll never tell anyone about this. And Santana says, yes. And hence... The last, what, year of episodes or three months in their lives, but year of episodes where we watched where this never got mentioned. That kind of made me laugh. 
Yeah, and it was funny because it was funny hearing Kurt say something like, like, oh, he liked kissing me because it was like kissing a, a toothless elf. Or, no, what did he say? No, Sue called him a toothless elf. Oh, yes. He makes a reference to himself about how... It's because when he sings, you don't see his teeth. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was just, just, just weird. It was pretty funny. Well, let's take a listen to uh, the Chipmunk song, Christmas Don't Be Late. Uh, here is a bit of that. We've got Naya Vera, uh, Lee Michelle, and Chris Colfer here on this one. The Christmas song, or Christmas Don't Be Late on the Glyphal Podcast. Okay, Santana. Okay. Okay, Kurt. One thing that became incredibly apparent from this episode and the last one is that Chris Colfer still doesn't know how to be sexy. Uh, <laughs> whenever he tries to be sexy, it's this weird kind of, he gets this like kind of awkward look on his face. He was doing it during the end of the groove number and where he's like just doing the shoulders back and forth. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best he can do. <laughs> trying to be <laughs> sexy. He's adorable. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm sure the dude is utterly adorable in real life but when you're like hey be sexy he kind of goes <laughs> well i mean they're they're trying to uh obviously by having him hogtied on a bed with uh santa's suspenders and dressed as a reindeer that's they're 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 trying to push that image there you go <laughs> somebody somebody wanted to get a little sexy out of chris Culver. uh well all the way back in Lima, we had two plot lines going on. I think the most interesting of which was the non-denominational living nativity scene, which is l- by definition not non-denominational, but they had a living nativity scene, and uh, there was an, a battle over who was going to play Mary in the uh, nativity scene. All the girls wanted to do it, and Kitty said she did not want to, um, though she could do it better than anyone else. She said that she did not want to uh do the be a part of the living nativity scene and eventually of course broke down and did become a part of the living nativity scene after she was tricked into it by the others um so stealthily so stealthily uh we did get some cool songs out of this though love child was a great number to come out of this on i think that is my favorite favorite performance (laughs) i love that song and i love the way they i mean if they had done it straight like this it would have been extremely offensive but because they were doing it intentionally offensive <laughs> and over the top to to just kind of you know snap kitty into uh, or slap her into reality and i i just thought that performance was amazing now i will say in five seasons of this show 
Love Child is the only time I've seen you sing along with oh the my episode. God. I love that Both song. Both times we watched it, you sang along Sorry. with the episode. No, that's, I think it's awesome. I've never no, seen you do that. I shouldn't sing along. It made me smile. Oh, uh, no, it's awesome. Thanks. But so, yes, they did do Love Child. Love Child was a great number. Uh, we also got Mary's Little Boy, which is hilarious to have Boney M on the podcast. Uh, or on Glee. Haven't say, haven't seen that before. Uh, but anyway, uh, so this plot line kind of stuck out to me because this is, I think, the most straight up religious Glee has been. I mean, mm-hmm. hard on. Like, there's been uh, conversations about religion mm-hmm. in the past, uh, well, pros and cons. There's always kind of been like an offset. And even their Christmas episodes were usually reasonably offset. Um, by just a general secular Christmas message. But uh, this plot line and then closing the episode up with Away in the Manger um, was a very, was very Christian yeah. in this episode. Well, I think I think it's more, I think, I don't disagree with you, but this was a more of a byproduct of the fact that they've already done two Christmas albums and they didn't want to repeat territory. And See, they were like was running just... out of, the generic Christmas songs. I think, I, I, yeah, I think that was the biggest reason for that. Interesting. Jennifer? Yeah, I mean, the only other time that I really remember them talking about religion was back when um, Bert had a heart attack. Yes. And, you know, everybody, everybody wanted to pray for him or, you know, be comforting in some way, and, and Kurt couldn't wrap his head around any of it. Well, but, we, if you recall... Quinn Quinn's storyline back in season one involved religion, mm-hmm. and then Samuel Larson's storyline also had religion. So yeah, I mean, well, they they acknowledged it as far as what Sam went. Samuel Larson, um, mm-hmm. Joe. I Joe. forget his character's name. I'm sorry. Joe. Yes, Joe. <laughs> uh, they they addressed it, but I don't think they or they acknowledge it, but I don't think they really addressed it. And the same thing with this. It's like okay, other than the songs and Kitty just saying, "I don't have Mary in my heart." So I shouldn't be her. But she never said what that meant to her or what that, you know, meant on a bigger level. So I was just kind of it's like they're 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 identifying it, but I don't feel like they're embracing it. So I don't know if that was intentional or just a time thing or if they just didn't want to delve into it and just say, well, you know, this is how some people see Christmas and this is what it looks like. But yeah. I don't know what it means, and I don't know what it feels like, and I don't know what it means to them. You made a you you made a uh, you said that while we were watching. And that's a really good point. the The plot line kind of progresses in that Kitty keeps saying, "I don't want to be Mary. I I could, I should, but I don't want to be Mary." And then she ends up saying, "You know, I really want to, but I don't feel that I'm worthy of it. I'm not. I'm not." good enough to be Mary. Right, I'm more Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I'm more Mary Magdalene, which was kind of an odd reference and kind of like, those are the only two biblical characters that the writers know. But uh, it was kind of a... you make the best point, whereas she doesn't really say what that means. And we can kind of... or yeah. we can kind of read between the lines and be right. like, oh, she thinks she's kind of bitchy and mean and Mary wouldn't be like that. In some way, that Mary was like a more holy or wholesome character. Mm-hmm. Um, but it... It, yeah, it was kind of 
it, it was interesting. And I think what would have been more interesting in this plot line um, would be an actual conversation of secular Christmas versus religious Christmas. I mean, I would really like to see Kitty get up at them while they're, you know, they're not doing a nativity scene at all. Like they're saying like, okay, we're going to do a Christmas pageant. And then they come out and want to do, you know, how the Grinch stole Christmas or something that they made up, which involves songs like love child and Kitty coming being like, this isn't what Christmas is. And having the group kind of have that conversation, I think would be a lot more interesting. Um, it, it, yeah, it all kind of, th- this particular plot line to me really fell flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely the least interesting, except for the fact that there were two great numbers in it. I know. <laughs> there I were kn- two killer numbers yes. in this plot Yes. And, and, you know, and maybe that was, you know, and I was talking about, maybe it was very intentional so that they're not putting their interpretation of what it means and just saying, yeah, this is, this is what it is to some people and... And leaving it at that without hmm. defining it or possibly misdefining it and therefore, you know, bringing on a lot of angry people. But, yeah, I mean, it it was fine. I just I felt it was a little noncommittal. Yeah. But yeah, I the performances you. are worth it. Yeah, I think that's the word. It, it did feel noncommittal. It was, you know, they want to do a living nativity scene, but they don't really want to talk about what that means. Right. And they want to kind of hedge their bets and have this whole Santa naughty storyline going on in New York. But to put the two in the same place, to have the religious Christian Christmas and then the, um, the secular Christmas plot lines kind of overlapping, but not like not i mean by the time we had uh rachel at the end um doing you know the living mannequin and singing away in the manger that felt very strange to me considering she's a very you know she's a jewish character is a lot of comments about her being a jewish character like Mm -hmm. it's it's very much drawn into who she is right and her singing you know um here comes santa claus that's different or you know santa claus is coming to town or Rocking around the Christmas tree. That's different from, you know, I mean, we also had Kurt, who has, we did an entire episode about Kurt's atheism, and he's singing Away in a Mm -hmm. Manger, too. These are all okay. Like, I understand that these are anthems of the holiday, and that, Mm -hmm. you know, Neil Diamond has a Christmas record, and Barbara Streisand has a Christmas record, but I just... Is is this... Sorry. Oh, no, 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 yeah. I'm just... I feel like it's neat. they could have addressed that. It would have been a cool. That would have been more interesting than the uh, kind of a- a half done nativity scene plot line. Go, sorry, Ed. Go ahead. Not to not to like just agree with Glee or disagree with you, but like <laughs> I I think it's possible. It's more about the zeitgeist of the of the times that we're in now. It's like we went through a solid period of decrease de. Uh, de-Christianification of Christmas and now we're like now we're re-Christifying it in a in like somehow it like it's like lost its religious power in some in like those songs in that way mm-hmm. like it's, it's more of a sign yeah. of it's more of a sign of our times where like where a non-secular person will sing away in a major and it means nothing more than it's just the season of it it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's like the traditional Saturnalia coming back up. Right. So they're not shying away from uh, singing songs about Christ anymore. They're, but they're not embracing the yeah. the meaning of like, it. Like they're they're just they're just doing it for the tradition's sake okay. of the of the of the of the Christian Christmas holiday. It's like they're reminiscing on that. 
right. but in a non-secular way. Yeah. See, and I, I love, I really want to hear that. I, I want to see that episode. Like, I want to see the episode where they have that conversation, but this wasn't that episode. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. that would be really interesting. Um, but what we did get was, uh, was love child and Mary's little boy. Let's take a listen to one of those, shall we? Uh, we did. Let's take a listen to love child. Uh, this was Melissa Benoist and, uh, unique Unique. (laughs) Alex Alex. (laughs) (laughs) and Jenna Ushkowitz here doing love child on the gleeful podcast. the other Lima plot line we had in this episode was the Christmas tree contest, which as Sue Sylvester pointed out, she's very proud to be judging the Christmas contest, the illustrious annual Christmas contest that they, the annual Christmas tree contest that they did not hold last year or the year before that or the year before or the year before that. (laughs) Um, And the theme this year was green Christmas trees. Which Tina has the great comment, yeah, so green that we take a perfectly good tree, chop it down, and then throw it away two weeks later. <laughs> ah. hey. um, and it all had to do with Becky, apparently. Becky was very disappointed that she did not win uh, the Christmas tree contest, uh, whereas Tina was willing to do anything to get that plastic angel. Um, my question to you guys, I didn't really understand what Becky was so angry about. I, I couldn't quite i watched it twice and i couldn't quite figure out why becky wanted to win so bad uh ed did you pick up on that why why becky was so hard up about winning this christmas tree contest maybe she was just feeling neglected in some aspect i don't know Mm. i actually don't know it was kind of is this pre is this pre-gun shooting i think that is it is well oh no 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 but th- then why was she in school? No, because she was in school. Then why was Sue in school? Because Sue got bounced. Was that? But that was so. That it last... ha- so 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 it has to be pre-gun shooting. Okay, it has so to be pre-gun shooting. See, yeah. yes, it has to be because Sue was still there because Sue covered for Becky. Yeah, and that's how she got fired. But Sue, but okay, so was it the last episode that we were talking about that you know Becky's anger issues have been growing for a while, and you know it wasn't until. Just recently, which is our recently and their recently, uh-huh. 
Becky acknowledged that, you know, she's afraid to leave. Oh, and okay. They were, she's afraid to leave school, that um, she she finally feels like she has a place to belong. And, and, you know, like that's why she brought in the gun. And that's why she uh, has been so angry and being a bitch to everybody. A, do you need a board, <laughs> like a really big board? Yes. We do. Yes, like, and some feet. strings. And we it's going to get like all Lots of strings crazy in here. And how they connect and unconnect. We need like and... one of Josh's boards like this. Yeah, we do. We definitely oh. need some then, kind of a See, that's the other thing that <laughs> really... track it all. Again, the reason that this, this whole like, oh, the unaired episode, the whole timeline of it, it's so... It just it just shows how little has changed and it's really frustrating for me. And the other thing too, it's like, you know what? If their apartment got robbed, they still have a lot of nice stuff in it. Yeah, they do. They still they have more nice stuff. Like each week, there's more and more nice stuff in there. So well, it's they never had they a were setback. At that, they were Spotlight in the. Uh, no, no, the, no. They were working as they were standing in the windows. Oh, mannequins! Which apparently brings, yeah, was bringing them crazy money. Crazy money. They they were gorgeous in that window. I mean, that was stunning. <laughs> We used to have that in, in downtown Ventura, like on special occasions, they would get um, girls from the high school wow. uh, would stand in the window and like model dresses. Um, I, I don't know why I thought of that, but I imagine they actually do that. I'm sure they do. Yeah, that makes sense. That is like a window thing, right? Yeah. Still windows in New York. I mean, I've never oh, seen, I've never seen thing. people in the window in, in Chicagoland. It's always a big deal. Marshall Fields windows were always, are still to me a big deal. Yeah. Oh. They do. They do. They do a different Christmas every year. My favorite Christmas is when they did Harry Potter Christmas. Aww. It was so legit. It was so legit. <laughs> yeah, New York was crazy. There, the, the the sidewalks were seriously like twenty people deep, and you couldn't walk up and down. So I didn't, I didn't get to see the windows really in New York. But I'll, I'll look for pictures online. Yes, Jennifer went to New York uh, last week for Christmas. That's we apologize that these episodes are coming so late. It's uh, all my fault because yes, well one is one no, is it, no, our it, fault. it isn't all your fault. One is our all of our fault. One is Jennifer's fault, and one is Ed's fault. So we're all at fault, you two more than me. True. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up for us. That was a I drink. I feel better. <laughs> it's time to drink. <laughs> I'm going to drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so the whole, like, the again, the Christmas tree up, the Christmas tree plot line being another one of these plot lines that I don't even know what happened. Like, I watched it twice, not 100% sure how it all went down, but I did enjoy it at the time. <laughs> it was all worth it for the little hamster in Sam's hand. Oh, That's the Santa hat. The weevil. Oh yes. my God. So, so when they did the green Christmas tree, it was, tree, hamster, it was yes. so green. Uh, it, no, they, well, okay. Yes. Within the plot line. It was played it was a by weevil. a... <laughs> the role weevil. of the weevil was played by a hamster. <laughs> they had a hamster with a Santa hat on it. Jennifer made me rewind that three times, I think. <laughs> she was so so that's why I remember Christmas. Sam holding a, a hamster with a Santa hat. That's Jennifer's Christmas wish. Uh, okay. And Santana, Santa, <laughs> Santa Claus, Santana Claus can be there for you. Okay. Uh, can she present the weevil? No, wait, you need Sam to present the weevil. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Sam will present the weevil. She'll bring then... your hot buttered rum. Yes! Yeah. Winner! <laughs> Done. And Ed will come here and uh, we'll have Sexy Santa. Uh, <gasps> we'll him... go to the Beverly Center so you can have C- your picture C- taken with Sexy Santa. Santa. There we go. Um, so, yes, I, you know, I'm, I, I have to admit, I'm kind of struggling with things to say about the episode at all. It uh, In the end... Uh, the the 
Glee Club put on a very absurd rendition of Mary's Little Boy Child so that they could convince Becky, no, I'm sorry, Becky, Kitty to be Mary. And then they performed Away in the Manger. And that was pretty much the end of the episode. And they were beautiful. They were very nice songs. And so, yeah. and it's interesting that we've come to this point where I don't have that much to say. I mean, admittedly, like we've been talking for over 50 minutes and no one's really been all that enthusiastic or excited. And yet, I quite enjoyed the episode, whereas yeah. you did not. So do you have any idea, having listened to me talk, Jennifer, what do you think is the difference? You know, I don't know. I really don't. Because, and, and I acknowledge from the beginning that I appreciated the the idea. I liked I liked what they were going for. And I enjoyed many of the performances. I just didn't like the it just didn't work and I think I'm just I think I'm just being more harsh and critical for that yeah I mean somebody has to be you know (laughs) somebody has to be the naysayer yeah somebody has to argue no I mean I agree in a way it didn't work I think I enjoyed the New York storyline enough to overcome the um, excuse me to overcome the manger storyline and I enjoyed the Christmas tree storyline, even though I'm not 100% sure even what went on in it, just because it gave us a couple of cool numbers. I and think a in hamster the end, and a Santa hat. This was one of those episodes where the numbers were stronger yeah. than the plot. You know, we had the episode a couple of weeks ago where I loved the plot, but I hated all the numbers. And I feel like this is the other way. Like in this yeah. particular one, I liked all the numbers, except for the little people dancing around, which made me uncomfortable. Um, and then... Uh, you know that, but other than that, I thought it was it was a solid up. Ed, any thoughts on this particular topic? I thought the episode was pretty solid overall. Like, yeah, Chris, I you know I don't hold Christmas episodes in high regard because they're like the they're like the theme specific filler episode that we <laughs> are now required to have theme specific filler episode. So I mean, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed the episode when I watched it, and that's. That's all I feel about it. Like, yeah. It was good. It was good. Like, you just have to go into these sh- these episodes with like low, with Christmas episodes particular with low expectations, and you'll be like, oh, they did some fun stuff, and that was kind of fun. I think that's part of it too. Like, we are so far into our Christmas episodes that the fact that they just managed to tell a story they hadn't told before was kind of halfway there. Yeah. And I, I mean. I struggle to remember the other Christmas episodes. I remember being disappointed by the Grinch one. Like that's the one that jumps that out at me. That one was the one where they, where Kurt and Blaine, like they filmed a holiday special. Which one? Yeah. Was that? Oh was no, that was year? the that one. Last year's Christmas special, the, the yeah, the like uh, Star Wars Christmas special. That one was horrible. So I think the fact that we did I like better the, than that. I remember the first Christmas one was their best. Right? Uh, I think that was the Grinch one, which I didn't really connect to. No, I don't think well, it was the okay, Grinch yeah. one because the Grinch Becky was in the Grinch one, and I don't think she was oh, there in the first right. season. Good point. So there was one. No, but, there, but there was there was no Christmas episode the first season, <laughs> which I don't know why. Why did they feel this need? Like in season one, it was perfectly fine without a Christmas episode. Mm. Why do they feel this need to have a Christmas episode? Yes, I know they want to push the Christmas album, yeah. but they've done that now. So can we? get past this yeah this is like glee the christmas episode volume four is what the album or the yeah it's like 
Glee, Glee the Music, the Christmas Album, Volume 4 is the name of this one. They definitely are deep into the Christmas. They're running out of, well, they won't run out of Christmas songs, but uh, it is getting, you know, they're having to be a little more creative. They still um, haven't done my favorite, my grown-up Christmas list. Like, what is that going to happen? What's going to happen? So, that, so there you go. There, Ed, that's your favorite Christmas song. Jennifer, favorite Christmas song? Oh, God, we go through this every year. Um, uh, Glenn Campbell's Christmas is for Children. Oh, that's right. That is your favorite yeah. Christmas song. I was just I looking for a song, but that is your... Uh, what? But, but you went with a specific recording. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Well, I mean, I I choose the Kelly Clarkson recording of my song. There you go. <laughs> that was like the seminal one, though. I remember, like, that was like, yeah, when she did that, that's when people knew yeah. what that song was. Like, no one really paid attention to that song before. Josh's favorite Christmas is song is um, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Legit, legit song choice. That's a legit song. I would have I to go. Want. My favorite Christmas song is um, is "Daddy, Please Don't Get Drunk This Christmas." Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> Please, Daddy, don't get drunk this Christmas. Um, Ed, what are you doing for the holidays? Let's wrap this up. What are you doing for Christmas? I am running all over the state of Indiana, awesome. pretty much visiting <laughs> visiting family, visiting family, and trying to figure out work in the middle of that (laughs) are you still so you're still working or you need to get a new gig no 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 i mean like i have to work that monday and that thursday friday oh wow so so and so that's gonna be that's gonna be exciting and and i have a nice nice four-bedroom house (laughs) you got that awesome and a doggy uh and jennifer okay okay so I made I made for Thanksgiving I made chocolate licorice cheesecake again for my family and they were like all like mad about it. I'm like, are you joking? Cheesecake legitness. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, we are going to New England, so we will be in uh, oh. New Hampshire for when this episode comes out. We will be in New Hampshire or leaving. For You'll New be. We'll be flying to New Hampshire. We're flying to Boston, then driving to New you, Hampshire. Are, you, are there ski chalets and? Sh- Chair lifts, or is that, or my, or or is that not even there? I don't know. I know nothing about New Hampshire. Oh, there's tons. Yeah, there's skiing. Oh, yeah. Over, yeah. I mean, there's there's skiing in Massachusetts too. Really? Oh, I yeah. guess I guess where I was wouldn't have been indicative of that, would it? Be? No, no, not a. <laughs> you're talking, you know, Western Mass, Central Mass. I mean, you can drive like, an hour like, out of Boston was... and you can ski. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe I'll check that out. I always wanted to ski. I'm afraid. Is skiing fun? You know what? Super fun. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, it's starting. You know, start. I mean, what are you just gonna just gonna fall in fluffy snow if you're lucky? (laughs) I've fallen on a lot of hard snow. I've fallen (laughs) on some hard ass ice. I uh, we call it Eastern packed powder, (laughs) aka ice. The one thing about skiing though that I think is unique to any other physical activity is that you're freezing cold and sweating at the same time, (laughs) and it's weird. Yeah. You're under like eight layers and you're sweating. <laughs> it's so much fun. We should go. We, we, one of these days we will go skiing, I promise. Um, well, you, you well, hear to people. In, I, saw, I saw a documentary thing on like Norway and the people like, like, you, like it's because of the glaciers and the fjords, it's still like the snow's still there even though it's 60 degrees. Yeah. So they're like 
So that's like the place to ski in the summer is. I did go skiing once. There was we went to Tahoe and it was really warm and it snowed right before we got there and then it was really warm. We were there for a week and so every day I was skiing in like a pair of jeans and a sweater. Oh yeah, I've skied in ski pants in um, just like a thermal top before. Hmm. I've been to Tahoe. I never did. When were you in Tahoe? Me? I've been to Tahoe lots of times. Yeah. This was years ago, though. I, w- I was in. When was I in Tahoe? I was like in Tahoe in 2009. It was a good time. It was yeah, pretty. He very wasn't pretty. there then. I wasn't there then. Uh, actually, no, I was with you then. So it wouldn't yeah, have been. like you uh, haven't been to Tahoe since <laughs> I've known you. <laughs> Uh, well, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. We will not talk to you until 2014. Um, and so we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for another year of, uh, fun with the Gleeful Podcast and everybody who listens live and, uh, is in the chat room right now. We got Jenny and Alexis and Typo might still be there and Danny and Tom. Well, Danny left. And Nigel. Oh, did Danny leave? Yes. Oh, Danny had to, yes, yes, that's right. Um, so Christmas. thanks everybody who listens live and who emails us and all of the great things that you guys do to be a part of the show. Uh, we will continue to do the show in 2014 until Glee says farewell in 2015. Um, so that'll be weird, but, uh, but that's all a long time away. We got lots of episodes between now or then and now, uh, Jennifer and I are planning to do our Christmas spectacular. So hopefully we'll that have that up for you in the next couple days to enjoy the Josh and Jen, 2014, 2013, 2013 Christmas spectacular. Wow. Um, and that's about it. Obviously we expect all of you to send us. Christmas presents. No, we don't. Just as we send you one every not ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is our gift to okay. You. But Merry Christmas to you, Jennifer. Merry Christmas to you, Ed. Yes. Because we will not. Uh, Merry yeah. Christmas. Happy um, holidays. Happy yes. holidays. Merry happy, Thanksgiving. Happy. Thanksgiving, Ka. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll yes. It's already finished. Yes. Uh, and but. for if you'd like to weigh in on anything we said tonight, you can email us at gleefulpodcast at gmail.com on the interwebs at gleefulpodcast.com on twitter at gleefulpodcast I'm at Josh Rennell she's Jenny B Creative he's at Edward Giordano and on Facebook just search for Gleeful Podcast and I guess on Google Plus if you do that we're there too hey you know Google Plus is is a slow burner but it's on its way up (laughs) it's so slow it's good very slow burner I've I've added I've added like five people on Google Plus this week so I'm like well that's like a 20% improvement we're on the way we're on the right direction you're on the way uh, for the Gleeful Podcast with Josh Jeanette, I'm Josh. I'm Jen. I'm Ed. Peace out. Good night, everyone. Good night. Oh.